Hi, I'm Jackie. And I'm Seth. And this is Never TMI. Where we talk about real things. And nothing is ever off limits. Good day, everyone. Hi. This honestly, side note, feels so good because our, um, Evan, our younger daughter, she's like one and a half, used to sleep in the room right next. It was like an empty laundry room. We just got a washer and dryer. Praise um, God. praise the Lord. <laughs> and, um, uh, those of you who know, if you know, you know, it's been a long time coming, but we moved her out of there obviously. So she's not like in an actual laundry room sleeping into our guest room. And it just feels like we now I have can like, like breathe a little a side of the house. Yes. Like a space. A and like <clears throat> Seth literally like waking up, it just felt so like tiptoey, even like yeah. we'd put her down and then come in here and even like talking it feels good to like have some f- some voice some freedom. freedom yes right. it feels good um but hello we're so excited i'm excited about today's topic i feel like um we haven't really talked about it at all and so yeah and it was this is well go ahead and introduce the topic I guess. no go ahead so what you're gonna say well, i was gonna say this topic is um it's like a good story, I think. And it was yeah. really something that challenged us in terms of just like our faith mm-hmm. and, you know, it was like an emotional, mental struggle. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We, <clears throat> especially for Jackie, but. No, yeah. Um, and it, I think, letting go, like, we, I feel like we learned a lot. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. I'm super excited. Um, It's something that I've talked to so many people about, but there's not like a place that I've talked about um, my, my VBAC experience, which for those of you who don't know, a VBAC is, it stands for vaginal birth after cesarean or like a C-section. So um, just vagina back. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Narrow. But, <laughs> um, a lot of people do ask, they're like, what the heck is that? Um, because unless you've had a C-section, I really never really, I never looked into it or knew what it was either until I was like, okay, we want a lot of kids. I don't want to have C-section after C-section. And the reason I had a C-section in the first place, mm-hmm. it's just funny looking back because I was, I went through the birthing center, um, which like through midwives there were no hospital anything there was going to be no epidural no i mean i think laughing gas was like the extent extent of like pain um assistance like medication and whatever it's um not even medication but there was there was no nothing and that was the route that i i don't even think i wanted to take that route i think i felt like this pressure just on my own that i like put on myself um a lot of my sisters have given birth naturally um at this birthing center and so I was like oh that's just the the route Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take and throughout that pregnancy once we got to like I think it was like 28 weeks I was like oh she still hasn't flipped 32 weeks still hasn't flipped 36 weeks okay I did the ECV um which I I don't know I've heard what it stands for before, but I can't think of it right now, but it's essentially where they try to like flip your baby for you, which I wish I had done a little bit more research before I did it because apparently they're not super successful and they can be a little damaging or painful or whatever. I'm glad I did it just because I feel like it was something I like, I was like, this is my last ditch effort. Mm -hmm. I feel like I did everything I could. And so it was you know, the, the birthing center, they obviously were like, if this baby doesn't turn, we don't deliver breech babies. So you're going to have to get a C-section or you can deliver a breech baby. Here are the risks and complications. Somewhere else. Yes. Somewhere else. So I like a hospital and they had recommended, um, the person who has now delivered two of our children, and, and it's going to deliver the third. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> so we really, and Jackie did a great job of just trying to exhaust all efforts. I think, yeah. you, you know, you did uh, um, acupuncture, 
I mean, I did. I, I, I was like, doing handstands in the pool. No. Yeah. Acupuncture. And it's um, funny how when you look up like <laughs> wives tales of oh. how to make a baby flip, there's just so I mean, remember when you like literally were burning my toes with this like. Incense. Yes. Yeah. Like <laughs> we, we were desperate because I, I, I was like, how do we go from one extreme to the other? Like, how do I. Yeah. I want this natural as so I thought or so I thought this like natural like water birth experience that was kind of what I dreamed of and I'm sure I would have gone that route had I not um had a c-section like that was what I was doing um so I stayed with the midwives the entire time and then at the end it was like okay this baby didn't flip and we scheduled a c-section and it was probably the scariest thing I have done in my life um I just didn't want to, but like, I also, I think I, I was, it was like too much fear attached to like delivering a breech baby. And so that's what we chose. That's what we landed on. So that's why I had a C-section just to give you some backstory with Kennedy. Um, and I would say it was fine after that. I know a lot of people it's very common once you have one C-section and a lot of people choose a C-section, which is great. Like, um, as their first resort, you know, like that's an option and that, that just wasn't my personal preference. And so after having a C-section with Kennedy, I was like, okay, I didn't love that. Like, I, I don't want to do that again. It wasn't a pleasant experience. Um, I, I would say like the healing of it. I was just like, I would, I kind of compared like my sister's healing to what I, like I couldn't pick anything up. Every cough, every sneeze, like um, taking care of the, the uh, incision and like I, I got infected and whatever. So I just was like, I don't know if I want to do this again. And also we want a decent amount of kids. So people ask all the time and, at first we kind of said like four to six. And I think right now, at least like today, if you were to ask us, we're like, okay, I think five is kind of what we've somewhat landed on. And then if we have another, then it would be like, Oh, why not? You know, but it's, it's not like in the plan right now. Um, but we'll never say never. Um, so yeah, I was like, I want a decent amount of kids too. And that's obviously not C-section after C-section is not conducive for like a woman's body. Mm. Um, if you want a lot of kids and sometimes they will literally like you, it, it's physically yeah. not a good idea. So they'll like tie off your tubes. Um, and that's like a paper that you literally sign before you get a C-section. Like if they see fit for this to not happen again, because like it's dangerous then they'll do that. So all those fears were running through my head. And so I just knew I was like, okay, I want to have a V back. I, that's the route I want to take. The birthing center, unfortunately doesn't do that either. Um, so I kind of, some do, but the one that I know and love doesn't. And so, and, and I think I was comfortable with the hospital scene after having the C-section. I was like, you know, whatever I'm fine I would like an epidural um obviously with the c-section you get like the spinal tap epidural all that kind of stuff so I after that I was just like what at this point um it's totally fine so I knew I wanted to do a v-back so I think I really but can I just say yeah I think that's when you know the the whole journey really started was kind of at that well obviously Kennedy's whole thing was its own journey. But yeah. then, you know, a lot of times they said that there's reasons that the baby doesn't flip. Like maybe yeah. your body, you know, for some reason or another can't deliver, mm-hmm. you know, vaginally. So it doesn't flip as a, uh, you know, whatever. And so that was, I think that's really when it started, knowing that we wanted more kids. Yeah. Knowing, you know, Lord willing, there's a baby number two. Mm-hmm. And... Like, that's really when that whole second process started. Yeah. And it wasn't, like, an immediate thing. You know, we waited a year and a half before. Yeah, I think Kennedy was 16 months right. before we were like, okay, let's start trying. Right. But really then it's like, okay, we could try this again, and this this could literally happen again. Yeah. 
And so that, that was my biggest fear. Right. Um, sorry, go ahead. No, that, that was just, it. Okay. That was the point. No, yeah, that absolutely. Like that was a big concern because I there was no reason. So usually, not usually, but sometimes they're like, sometimes the baby doesn't flip because of so and so. After my C section, the doctor was essentially like, we didn't see any reason as to why she didn't flip. So hopefully the next baby flips and. Well, actually, and I forgot about this. <clears throat> Kennedy had her cord mm. wrapped around her neck. Mm. And so didn't that, Evan have something with her Evan cord too? Evan had a knot in a her A knot cord. and they were shocked because yeah. and they said that it was that pretty was, tight. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, crazy. So maybe that had something to do with it, but they, you know, so yeah, they do say like sometimes the cord can get in the way. Yeah. So it's wrapped around her neck. Um, and that's just the, I, I mean, when you think about pregnancy in general, yeah, it's like, I think that's one of the, I'm not trying to jump the gun here, but no, yeah. When I think about those things, it's just a birth is such a miracle. And oh, like, all of it. Pregnancy. Yeah. But every, every birth is so unique mm-hmm. and different. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so it's just, I, I can't help but just be so thankful mm-hmm. that like, you know, for the two kids that we've already had, like yeah. that it happened that the, the way that, that it, it happened did. the way that it did, because, you know, that's where you just have to trust yeah. that God is sovereign. And it's like, yeah. okay, maybe there's, there is a reason. And that's kind of what we came to. That's the conclusion we came to with mm-hmm. Kennedy. Oh, Kennedy. Yeah. Was like, okay, like, you know, we, we've done everything yep. that we can and this still hasn't, she Absolutely. hasn't flipped. So we're just going to trust that this is the best thing for Kennedy. Absolutely. And it turned out that that's, that was. And so that I think kind of goes into Evan. Yeah. You know, we basically kind of get to the same situation. Evan did flip though. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're praying like our prayer was essentially, Lord, we would really like to have a, a V back, yeah. a successful yeah. V back because mm-hmm. we want to have more than a few kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, that was, yeah, really we kind of like laid out our, our reasoning. Yeah. And it was like, and I think that's where we just had to hold it with an open hand yes. to say like, Lord, this is what we would like, but not our will, but your bill mm-hmm. be done. And I don't know. I feel like that's really where God met us in that, mm-hmm. in that place of faith. But that's, I mean, and also the, our, our, we had to come to the, like, I think the C-section, that whole experience and then, you know, not to mention this as a whole other story, but my niece, so my sister and I were a week apart, gave birth a week apart and she had a stillbirth. Um, and she was just a beautiful baby girl. And I will say, so, so <laughs> like in the moment, of course, it's like, man, why is this happening to me? Then that happens. And I'm like, okay, number one, Lord, what are you doing? Like what, how, like it was just such a stressful, I'm not in control, uh, time, you know? And then when my sister lost her baby, that was like, Oh, it's really not up to us. Like I, we, mm-hmm. we can do it all. We can fast, we can pray, we can scream. Like there were, you know, I remember Seth, like hearing Seth in like the other room, all the guys are praying. Everyone's just desperate like that. I think if I look back in a time in my life, the, the definition like desperation, like that was it that day. Um, so I just, I think after all of that, that whole experience, um, and again, I'll leave my sisters, I'll leave that separate. Um, but I, it was like such a reminder heading into Evan, like, oh, I want a V back, but it felt so like point. It was like, out of your control. yeah, I was yeah. like, whatever is supposed to happen or what, not even whatever's supposed to happen, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. So I had a kind of like a discouraging mindset going into it. But I was willing to do whatever I needed to do at the same time. So I think I think our mindset just even with the C-section was kind of shifted because that just showed us like it really is not in our control. And like that was a scary feeling. So it was like somewhat of a stressful pregnancy, I would say, because it consumed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> and then it was like every step, which it already consumes your mind. It's like you get pregnant and then you're like, Lord, I hope this baby sticks. I hope everything goes well. I hope that the baby's healthy. I hope that I can keep this baby. I hope. And then it's like, okay, I hope this baby flips. I hope it's growing right. It's like the whole, every day you're just like, am I doing the best by this baby? So it's already stressful, but I was like, man, I really like, you're thinking like 10 years down the line. And I'm like, I really don't want another C-section. Um, and so once she had flipped, once I heard that she had flipped, obviously you're like, okay, I hope she stays flipped. But that was such a blessing because Kennedy, to my knowledge, had never flipped once. Right. So that was such a good feeling. And it was like, okay, step one, like, or step 30, you know, but it was just like, <laughs> I'm like, we've made it here and she's flipped. We're good. This is great. Like, let's keep this going. Let's hope she doesn't turn around all that kind of stuff. So that was such a relief, um, just to know that she could. And I would say from then on, it just was like, it, it, you know, I was doing everything I could to like, I would say researching took over my life. Um, and then even looking into like the hospital system and like I, I that th this period of time, like near the end of my pregnancy with Evan was probably the time that I had done the most research in my life on a topic. Um, and I, all of it consumed like my mind, my emotional state. Um, it was stressful, but it was also super informative because I was like, okay, I need to know how to go into this prepared and how can I, you know, how can I make sure that this happens? And then obviously like I'm a big fan of both like, I don't, I don't know how to say it, but I'm, we love like the birthing center, the natural route, the, um, holistic, um, whatever. It's kind of like how we approach our lives. I would say we also are very open to like, like if the kids have a fever, I have no problem giving them Motrin. Um, I'll try other things. Like we, we also have no problem putting like breast milk or garlic oil in their ears. So like, I would say we're, we're pretty fine with, and, and, and kind of balance our lives with like both, if that makes sense. Um, we we don't lean one way or the other. And so, but I'm very aware of like the healthcare system of hospitals, of the business, highly recommend the business of being born. If you haven't watched that uh, movie documentary, um, it is a jaded system. It can be, it can also be wonderful, but I had, I was aware of all of that. So I was like, how do I prepare myself best advocate for myself? I was prepared. I was ready mm -hmm. to be guns blazing in that hospital. I had conversations with Seth. Like we, we talked about like, if they ask this, this is how we respond. If in Seth, I was so thankful because he was like anything I needed. He was like ready to go for bat, go to bat. Um, he was very intentional with like the questions he would ask ROB, like whom we love. Um, but he, I think we both were like on guard and I think we were like, we'll do whatever it takes to make this happen. You know? Yeah. That was definitely a, a huge lesson learned because again, going from essentially two different systems one more the natural path like who the what do you call them, midwives yes that's like we're trying to do everything natural mm -hmm. and then you go to the hospital where it's very regimented very calculated like yeah and your choice is like they have their system and you're working within it essentially right but then also but like learning that you can then bring in your requests and you can yeah. like legally they have to honor like you can refuse and you can refuse certain yeah. things so like that was something <clears throat> even if we you know and I, it sounds like i, I don't mm -hmm. know that we will even if we never go back to the the midwives mm -hmm. like knowing that mm -hmm. going into you know just a regular hospital experience yeah i think is is a great knowledge to have for anyone who might, yeah, you know, might be doing that in the future. Yeah. Just know, like kind of like knowing your rights, knowing mm -hmm. what you can fight for. Knowing, yeah. You know, cause again, and I know that there's a reason for the system. Yeah. But sometimes 
the the system might not always be looking yeah. out for your best interests. Yeah. I guess to say it uh, politely. And so yeah. just like knowing, okay, what's really the healthiest thing for the baby? Yeah. And what do I want? What's going to make me feel the most comfortable? I also think too, though, building a great relationship with your OB. Totally. So like we, like we Jack have a said, wonderful relationship. Like literally our, <laughs> our visits are literally just like catch up chat yes. sessions. <laughs> like Talk, family, life. The, the appointment is probably yes. two minutes of like measuring. Yes. Getting the heartbeat and we're yeah. done. And then we'll chat for another 20 yeah. minutes. And so we, he's really like enjoy. a friend. Like he, he is literally is like yeah. a, f- it feels like he's like a family friend or something. Yeah. So like, and I, I think that also just speaks to any relationship in general. Like just you gotta being feel good about it and, too. Yeah. And just like, you know, building a relationship with him that builds trust. Yeah. And I also feel like because we've done that, he, and not to say that he wouldn't otherwise, yeah. but he's very transparent with us about mm-hmm. everything. And so, and he, and we know that he's advocating for us. So like, which is the most important part. Like yeah. I would have, I don't care if I'm 36 weeks, I'm leaving. If I do not feel supported, if I don't feel at peace or comfortable with my provider, with my OB, like I, it is so important to know. Cause like I knew he, he does C-sections every other day. You know what I mean? It's like, he's yeah. very open to all of it. It's fine. He does whatever. Shout out to uh, Dr. Pearson. <laughs> right. Yes. If you ever listen the to The best. But he was never like, well, you should probably do this. Uh, again, very honest, very open. He's not going to like fluff us up and be like, absolutely. You have a hundred percent chance realist, of success. Yes. He's very like love <clears throat> his personality. Cause it is very like honest and, Um, but also he's like, I'm going to do everything to make sure you get the birth that you want. And that is like music to my ears. So, um, very good point. Like trust your provider and don't be afraid to like, look around, you know, it's like your, this, your, this is your birth, your experience, your birth. You want it to be a positive one. And they, they play such a big vital role. Um, so anyways, yes, I, and I also want to give you some hope. I was petrified. I was so scared going into the whole situation. I, like I had never had a vaginal birth. I had never like done any of that. I was like, I don't even know what a contraction feels like. Like I have no idea and I don't want to like ruffle feathers. I'm not, I will be confrontational if I have to, but it is literally my worst nightmare. I do not like it. Like I have a very bold personality, but I can be such a people pleaser and it scared the heck out of me thinking about being like that person or that, that girl on the floor who was just like refusing everything and questioning everything. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, they're professionals. I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to be like annoying to them either. Um, so not my personality to just be like, actually, we're not comfortable with that. No, you know, like I'm totally the, the opposite. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't love that, but do whatever you need to do. So I was scared like heading into it and I didn't want to like cause any problems. And then I also didn't want the experience to be ruined because I was fighting so hard for the things that I really wanted. And it was kind of like annoying to them, but just to comfort you, um, it's so pop like my experience was the best experience and I'll get into like the actual birth in a second but like it was the most beautiful light I didn't have to advocate for myself once I don't think like I don't think there was one time that I was like no I don't want to do that and again thankfully they um they were already like on board with the things that we kind of wanted to do it was like oh we want to do the delayed cord clamping um, we want Seth to cut the, whatever, like all these random, I want to do, you know, skin to skin, like right away. Um, which is so funny. Cause I look back and I'm like, you can actually give her a bath next time like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, that's also not my personality. Like I look back on the video and I'm like, was I okay? Like it's just birth is such a shocking experience. And I just was not what I expected to be. Um, but they like later on me and I was like, Ooh, okay. Like I, I, it was just like a funny, I don't know, hormones took over and I was like, 
like I, I didn't like kiss her or anything. I was just like, oh, you've got all this stuff on you. Like it, it was just funny. But anyway, um, so yeah, like be encouraged that it, you don't have to like, you know, I would say be prepared and research and you don't need to go crazy like I did, but like do your due diligence and, and research on the topic if you are wanting to have a VBAC or just birth in general. Um, but at the same time, you don't need to go into it with like fear thinking that man, every hospital is jaded and I, the healthcare system, they're only looking out for themselves. Like I, my nurses were angels. Um, everything was just amazing. Everything was amazing. And I, I couldn't have asked for a better experience. So anyway, to, I, to yeah, that point go ahead. Too, I definitely think advocating for yourself before the moment happens mm-hmm. is <clears throat> like laying it again, out it's it's kind of like you're you're building this relationship mm-hmm. with your ob and then your ob has relationships with the nurses and mm-hmm. so it's there is somewhat of a trickle down effect and so mm-hmm. like and, and you know i hope this is encouraging to anyone who is ever thinking about doing a v-back yeah. or even any birth experience really but especially yeah. v-back because had we not advocated for a v-back we probably would have ended up it in probably would have been highly recommended to do a c-section yeah. like a lot of people there are some doctors who refuse to do VBAs, yeah. and it which is crazy so, but to know, this to, day yeah for from a doctor's perspective a lot of it is statistics so like risk yeah and, and you know if you have one VBAC, statistics are you know higher that it's unfavorable two VBACs, or i'm sorry two favorable yeah is even less favorable so it's and a lot of places don't even, you know, that yeah. that would be super rare to find someone to say like, oh, you've had two C-sections. We wouldn't even try for a V-back. Yeah. Like, and so it's, but really knowing, knowing what you want. Yeah. Knowing and, and really being advocating for that. yourself. Yeah. At being confident in that and then trying to, to build the relationship to have, so that they can work with you and you can work with them to have mm-hmm. the birth that you want. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Like we did, we <clears> did <throat> lay it out and say, like, I made it very clear. This is what I want. I do not want another C-section under any circumstance unless Slide the baby risk. is, yes. Unless the baby is at extreme, extreme risk. Um, that we were so passionate about that and, and I asked many questions. He was behind me on all of it. So I think it is important because by the time we got to the hospital, it was like he had already discussed with the nurses. He had already talked to people on the floor. It was like it's in the notes. It was all it's, it's in yeah. the notes. Yeah, it's like you're here for a VBAC. And that felt really good. It just it didn't feel like, oh my gosh, it's a VBAC. Like, okay, this is crazy. It felt special because they were like It was special. They, they were. Yeah, because like they were kind of advocating for like, it too. Oh, this doesn't always happen. It's like yeah. a, a somewhat different experience yeah. than just the the average birth. Because so like, a, a lot of people do want another C section. They're like, I already have one, let's let's do it again or whatever. So they seemed like kind of like all right, let's do this. And that, that was really cool. Um, but so when it comes to the actual like birth, I went, um, 40, almost 42 weeks. Like I did not go early under any circumstance. I tried to induce in every single way that you can possibly think of. Yes. I did castor oil. I did Clary Sage. I did the massages. I did the, um, the, the, the baths with the oils and the everything. Like I, I did a, anything you looked, the dates, raspberry leaf tea. I looked it all up and it just like was doing nothing. I, there would be times I had to pee in the middle of the night and I would do squats like on the bed at, at the, on the edge of the bed, just because I'm like, okay, hopefully my water breaks this second. Um, so I was just, I don't know why I think I was, again, just like a little stressed. Um, this time around, I'm just, just going to let whatever needs to happen, happen. But I was just like, man, this is like, oh no. Oh my gosh. I'm forgetting such a big piece. (laughs) (laughs) What do you, do you know? You don't know. What piece? I just totally forgot that I, I was on like a time crunch kind of because 
essentially ROB was like, you don't want to get too far out of like, you don't want to get to like 43 weeks pregnant um, because yes, the chances of like C-section will be higher. And I, I don't know. So that, that kind of stressed me out a little bit because he's like, I, th- I don't even think they do it past 42 weeks, like a VBAC. So he was like, you can schedule an induction. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah, you can schedule an induction because after 42 weeks, like I don't even think the, the hospital does it, like a, a VBAC at that um, whatever. And there's a bunch of different reasons why and whether or not it like I understand it or not that was the information given to me at the time. So I was just like, all I know is that we got to get this baby out. So that's why I was so like aggressively trying. Um, And I was scheduled for an induction at the end of the day. We were like, okay, let's just induce. And again, even induction that ups your risk or your chances for C-section. And he told us that too. It's like, you, you kind of want to go naturally um, because if you, induce you do the potatoes and you do it like your body whatever um and that i understood because that's what i researched like for VBAC, they're like you you kind of want to go naturally but induction is fine um i just for this birth for this first time being a VBAC, i was like i just want whatever i want my water break i want whatever um so we get to the induction day, which I think was like literally 41 and five, like 41 weeks and five days. Six. It was? <clears throat> wow. Pretty sure. 41 weeks and six days. <laughs> I was like, okay. So we went in and I actually didn't even remember this, but I read this recently because um, I had like written it down. I had, I think it was like an Instagram story that I posted. Um. And I had completely forgotten, but I went in 41 weeks, uh, six days. They were going to start with the balloon catheter. So it's like a balloon that they put in your uterus essentially to like expand it. Um, but, and I wanted to get the epidural immediately. I, I hated being checked. I hated all of that. Um, I genuinely just don't like being in pain like that discomfort, all of that, especially in like tender places. Like that's why I hate teeth. It's like my mouth, like down there, it's all tender and just like should not be messed with. So I get really queasy and like nauseated with that kind of stuff. So I was like, I want, I don't want to feel anything. So I went in and I got the epidural right away because this was induction day and they were going to, um, do Pitocin, do the balloon catheter, and um, they didn't even end up having to do that. So they gave me the epidural that, (laughs) like, as I look back, that was like the worst part of the day because it was so painful. And I don't know if this guy had ever done one before, maybe, but it was just like, I was, everyone knew like, oh, this is not going how it's supposed to be going. And he'd be like, okay, can you feel this? And I'm like, 100% and it was just so painful I think it took like 15 minutes or maybe that's just my oh it took a while memory but it took a while and um but anyway got the epidural and then they broke my water or no they checked me and they were like oh you're already like three like out of three or like something like that which had never happened I was at a zero zip anytime I got checked um even at like 41 weeks, like it was like, oh, you're still like nothing. Or it was like maybe, maybe a one. So that was not promising, but I know that can change in, you know, an hour. So I was very hopeful, but I got in there and they were like, oh, we don't even need to do the Pitocin. Like let's, so they broke my bag of water after they checked me. Cause they're like, let's just, you know, which is a natural form of induction. They broke my water which I was okay with because I had an epidural. So I was like, that's fine. Do what you need to do. And that got things going. And I was contracting on my own. And I was like progressing without Pitocin, um, which was wonderful. So I, I don't know if they 
ever ended up giving me Pitocin. I think they did. A they did bit. in the end, maybe. Yeah, because I, I I think from the three they you didn't progress super far. Super, I think they broke your bag when it was more like zero, and then you progressed to a three, and then plateaued to the three, and then really? and then you. I think they did a like a small dose of pitocin. Oh, and I okay. remember we fell asleep for probably like three or four yes. hours, and, and when then you I woke up, up. You woke up literally like at a ten. Yes, because they like she came in to check me, and how so? How long it was like from the time we literally got there to the time I was at a ten, probably like seven hours, right? Yeah, or longer? It, it maybe didn't longer. seem like. Super it wasn't birth. like forever. It was not one of those 24-hour births, um, yeah. which was crazy because I was expecting. I was nervous because I was like, okay, if, you know, or I wasn't nervous. I was just prepared for it to be a long first vaginal birth like that. You know, they're usually long, whatever. But I was actually shocked at how quick and how, like, I just, they did do a little Pitocin. I, it's funny how little I remember but um like in in of that part but yes woke up was she came in to check me so I think she actually woke me up came in to check me and was like oh you're ready like I literally feel the head it's right there and it was crazy I swear like if you have an epidural I, I I did not feel any I felt pressure that's it so like I did not feel an ounce of pain not one and it was not like, ah, like not, no part of it. It was like a very calm, somber experience. I was so like, it was so special having Seth there just like to sit and like be with and talk to like it, but we were kind of quiet. Like it wasn't like this crazy loud, like movie experience, which is kind of what I was expecting. So she was like, oh, you're ready to push. And I, essentially wanted to wait so this was probably this is what I tell people that I think is the most important piece of like a successful VBAC in my opinion from my research and just from my experience personally the best thing that I did that I was a hundred percent like prepared to do no matter what sometimes you can be dilated to a 10 but your body is like not ready to push. There's like other things that go into like, sometimes they're like, great, you're out of 10. So let's push. But I, I was like, if it's okay, I want to wait. I want to wait to push until I feel the urge till I feel ready to push. And I genuinely don't know what feeling I was looking for, but I just knew I'll know when I'm ready to push. Mm. Um, Dr. Pierce was not at the hospital yet. So he was like notified, obviously, like I'm out of 10. I forget what he was doing or where he was, but he was like, I'll this be was here. like four in the morning, five. Yeah. So he, he wasn't at the hospital yet. For hours. So it was, he's like, I think he ended up going there at like seven or something. Um, So it sounds insane, but I was literally at a 10 for hours. Like, but I felt a hundred percent fine. So they were like, they just kept switching me like from side to side, making sure everything was good, that her heart rate was stable. And I was just waiting. Like I, I could have pushed, but the reason I wanted to wait is because number one, again, I don't, I don't want to see section in my mind. That was the goal. So I'm like, I don't want to be pushing for hours and then two hours pass. And then they whisk me away and they're like, we're just going to do a C-section. I didn't want that. Um, I also was not, not concerned, but I just tearing like, I don't know. I just wanted to tear as little as possible, if not at all. Um, and so I was like, okay, I just want to wait until your body, until my body feels it. And it was insane and perfect timing because by the time Dr. Pierce had gotten there and I've been at a 10 for a long time, um, I, I couldn't even like, I was like, oh, I literally feel the biggest urge and it feels like you need to poop. B 
big time. It feels like you have the biggest poop or pressure, even like fart. I was scared I was going to let out like the biggest fart of my life, like in his face. I was just like, this pressure is insane. And it's, it's crazy because I did not even have to push. My body was pushing for me. It was like, that was the point. And that was that feeling I was looking for was like, oh, I feel pressure. And they would come in and ask every now and then, like, while I was waiting, they're like, do you feel it yet? And I was like, a little bit, but like, I want to wait. Like, I, I not yet. And so by the time he got there, I was like, okay, perfect timing. I think while he was on his way, it, there was like a conversation of like, I think I need to push now. So like, whether he's here or not, I'm good. I just need to push. Um, so I got that feeling I was looking for, which was the best. It just was like, just reassuring. It's like your body's going to do what it, it's supposed to do. And that was a cool feeling. Um, I, and the other thing I did was when I finally started to push, um, I pushed with contractions only. So I waited in between to, for a contraction um, I didn't just push, 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 push again. I didn't do that. It was sometimes it was like a minute or two and we were just laying there silently waiting for a contraction um, in order for me to push. And cause then that, that way you have your body working for you too. Like it's working with you. And I wasn't just like giving it my, like, of course the pushing was like, it took effort, but Again, obviously I had an epidural, so it wasn't painful. It was just like, all right, you got to push. Um, I had let him know that I didn't want to tear. Obviously, like some, it's inevitable sometimes. Um, and I did tear a little bit. Um, but it wasn't terrible. And he was able, I think because I had an epidural, I was calm. And I was able to like, he was able to kind of direct and be like, okay, stop there. Like, you don't want to like bust this baby out um and tear all over the place so like he knew that was again I had voiced that many times and he knew that was like a concern of mine um just because like it that's just the way that I am um so it was really helpful because he was able to be like okay stop there like it wasn't like uncontrollable um so pushing I think I pushed three times three or four times I think I pushed like three or four times. It was not a lot. It was very quick. Mm -hmm. And the baby, she was just right there. So it was just like, let's get her out. Um, pushed her on contractions. She came out. And I tore a little bit. Obviously didn't feel anything. Um, so they stitched me up. And they just laid her on me. And it was just like, I couldn't believe that we got the V back. It was just like, that just happened and I'm done and we did it and I'm not pregnant anymore and we have our baby and she's healthy. And it was just like such a beautiful experience. Um, everyone was so kind, so encouraging. I think people like even just like afterwards were like, you did it. Like we did it. Like it, it was just a really exciting feeling i i had my sister there my sister jill i think at the time you could only have like two people because of covid right COVID. yeah so you could only have two people um so i had my sister who was taking pictures like we both are like no matter what non-negotiable at each other's births because i take pictures of her birth she takes pictures of mine so it was really nice to have like video and pictures um and then seth obviously i think this time i'm like anyone can come we haven't really talked about it but i feel like all of us try to beat each other's births, like in my family, at least like we're all whoever can show up, we just kind of do. And it's funny. And even like my, my, my younger sister's the last one who had a baby. And like my dad was in the room. It's just funny. Um, but he's obviously not like seeing anything and he looks wildly uncomfortable. Um, but I think that's kind of like what we'll do. But at the time we could just have two people. So that's who was in there. And it was just like a very intimate, special, calm. I mean, I was like laughing sometimes. Cause I, again, I felt like I was going to fart. So I was like, I'm so sorry if I fart in your face. Like I, I was just in such a good mental state. And I'll say the last thing was, 
before we even went to the hospital. I think it was the night before, right? When we sat on our, when we sat in our room and we just kind of like gave it to the Lord. Do you remember that? Mm. Yeah, it was the night before. I think it was the night before. Um, we, that was a big piece of my mindset. I think my mindset shift. I think I just literally, we sat together, we prayed, we asked the Lord knowing like he already knew, like we, he, he knew, he knows the desires of our hearts. He knew we wanted a feedback. He knew exactly what we wanted. Um, but we were just like, not even asking for it again. We just more so were like, Lord, we're giving this to you. And we, I, I was, I just like gave my fears, expressed my fears, but it was like, okay, ultimately you, I, we just want a healthy baby. You know, what's best for us. If I end up having another C-section, so be it. If that's what ends up happening, then okay. And I think we both just gave it up, gave up our like fear and stress and worry and um, traded it for like peace and just try, like we were just like, okay, we trust you and whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. It isn't in my control. Um, so just give us the strength to like trust you and, and, you know, help us to do what we like, do our part and just literally give the rest to you. And so I feel like we both went into it as peaceful as we could have. Um, and I remember, I will, to this day, it is like one of the biggest, I was funny cause I feel like it shocked people afterwards. I was like, I got a V back. It was successful. It was wonderful. And I, th- I think I mentioned saying like, I didn't deserve one. So I was just so humbled and, and thankful. And like, I felt so like, it was like such a gift. It, it felt like a gift that I did not deserve. And I think having the mindset of even before birth, it's like, I don't deserve anything. I don't like, mm-hmm. I'm not a victim. I don't, you know, nothing in this life is like, I'm not entitled to any of it. Like just because I want a VBAC, that doesn't mean I'm going to have one. Um, not that I don't deserve it. Um, I mean, not that I, uh, I don't know. I'm not saying like I'm unworthy of one, but it, I'm not entitled to one either. And so I think having that mindset, it's like, I will either get this VBAC and it will be only the Lord's grace or I won't get this VBAC and I just can deal with that and work through that. But I'm not going to be mad at God because I didn't get a VBAC. So I think that was both of our mindsets. And I think afterwards, I think it made it more, that much more beautiful because I was like, I was so humbled and I was so thankful and blown away by not just the fact that I got a VBAC, but the experience as a whole was so positive. And we were just like, wow, I know I was just floored and I, I was so just thankful. So that was kind of, and again, like I said, to this day, I'm still like, man, if this birth can go half as well as that one did, I would love that. Like I, it was a wonderful experience. I did not have to go crazy, go to bat for myself. I wasn't like petrified and whatever. It was like such a peaceful, blissful, um, birth. And I just want to encourage anyone who is considering a VBAC or birth, uh, like giving birth. If you're scared to give birth, trust me, I get it. Um, or if you're someone who has to have a C-section and you don't want a C-section, like I just want to encourage you that can be a beautiful experience no matter what, regardless of, you know, and, and also that your birth is your birth. Sometimes they're traumatic and scary and terrible. And sometimes they're wonderful and, happy to look back on but either way the health of that baby is more important and it's it's 
a moment in time that will pass no matter what. So as thankful as I am, it's not like every single day I'm like, you know, my body feels great. My body feels back to before. Well, not, you know, currently I'm pregnant, but it's like birth is birth and it's a, it's a wrinkle in time and you can do it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the experience. And that was kind of like, uh, our, our mindset and just mentally where we were at. And, um, it's something that even looking ahead to this birth coming up in two and a half months, which is insane, less than, um, I'm just hopeful. Like I'm hopeful and it, the last experience kind of eases my fears heading into this one. I know I'm not in control of this birth either, you know? Um, but I am like, okay, hopefully it'll be another wonderful experience, but yeah, yeah, that's it. I think I'm reminded of the verse that says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And I feel like so many times we think of faith as like, Oh, I've got to go out and just believe Mm -hmm. for, something so big yeah but like i think faith is also trusting Mm -hmm. in god and having the faith that even if your plan doesn't work out Mm -hmm. that you trust him that he's a bigger better god who knows what's best Mm -hmm. and he's sovereign and so like i don't know that that would be my my parting word because yeah. it really is when I when we look back on it and talk about it, it's such a faith journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and we grew well so much. Journey. Yeah. And but we did. I feel like we really grew in faith in our understanding of mm-hmm. God and even yeah. like how how God works and mm-hmm. who He is. And so I, that would just be, I guess, my last thought is like faith doesn't always have to be like I'm getting what I want. Yeah. what I think I want because sometimes what we think we want isn't what is best for us or what mm-hmm. is the right thing for us. And he's and sovereign that's sovereignty yeah. protecting us from mm-hmm. like, he's not punishing. I, I feel like I went from feeling like, Oh, this C-section was a punishment yeah. punishment. I didn't have enough faith and I didn't do enough um, to thinking and realizing like, no, he's not punishing me for anything. This is, this is the way, this is life. Like we live in this world, you know, it is, this is the, these are the cards I've been dealt. Like he doesn't favor this person who got to have their dream birth over me. You know what I mean? And, um, so I feel like we kind of shifted mindsets so many times throughout both of these processes, but yeah, yeah, we are <laughs> very thankful if you've made it this far that you've yeah, listened. Thank you guys. We really um, appreciate yeah. you, podcast fam. Yes, and thank if you have you. any questions, please like DM yeah. me, send them my way. Um, any topics you guys want want us to touch on? We would love to hear that as well. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Thank you all. Yes, we love you guys. We're thankful for you. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, night, middle of the night, whenever you listen to this. But thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate all of you. Again, I'm Seth. And I'm Jackie. This is Never TMI, and we are signing off. Peace out. You want to say bye, Kennedy? Bye. Bye.